You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 4th of June, 2020. Week 12 of uh, declared global COVID-19 pandemic. And um, perhaps one of the most... uh, I don't even have the right word for it. One of the most upsetting, disturbing, um, shaking weeks in uh, living memory, the um, the kind of uh, the kind of national or, or, or international events that would replace 9-11 as a milestone in the history of, of the American nation. Um, it said that the only wrong thing to say is to say nothing. And um, knowing the right thing to say is so very hard to say. Black Lives Matter. The senseless deaths that just continue and continue and continue and continue and continue and continue have to stop. This has been a week of horror and a week in which it looks as if America survived an attempted coup from its own executive administration. I've, it's, it's, it's the most frightening time. And at the same time, everything feels so terribly, terrifyingly 
mind-numbingly normal. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And I gave that pause, Dave, because I want to give you the respect to say I'm speaking for myself here. And I'm, I hope in, in, in many ways I'm expressing what you're feeling, but I don't presume to speak for you here. Um, I, I think it's fair to say you speak for, I don't know, everybody <laughs> who's listening. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's, a, it's a terribly emotional and uh, very difficult subject to address. Um, I want to call the only, you know what, I want to call on our listeners, the, uh, probably the wisest group of people I can think of right now, this, this exact moment in time to please call us. Um, we try to do a completely transparent open show. Uh, we try to be not only not racist, we try to be anti-racist in our show and in what we say and what we think and how we promote ideas. And I am willing to bet that sometimes we make mistakes and sometimes we fall short and sometimes we disappoint our audience. And if we do, I want our audience to tell us about it and call us on it. And um, that's the deal that we want to make with, 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 with you, the audience. If we, um, if we come out or our guests come out and, misrepresent information, say something racist, or um, if we don't live up to the expectation of our own ideals, the only people who can actually call us on it besides ourselves are you. And that's, um, I think, what we have to do for each of us, have to have the guts and the backbone to call each other and to really, really work to build a better society. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, but I just saw this, uh, this, 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 this political cartoon. And it showed, it's almost like a rock of Sisyphus sort of thing. Um, we're at the bottom of a very tall hill and we've recognized we're, 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 we're finally, maybe finally, because I've been here before, it feels like, but we're finally recognizing racism in our society and in our institutions and in our systems. But that doesn't mean we've changed it. It means we're recognizing it. we got a lot of work to do, mostly on ourselves. Each of us as individuals. In our businesses, ourselves, the way we deal with each other, the way we process information, the biases we bring to conversations, the biases we bring to our political engagement. We've got a lot of work to do on America and Canada and Britain and anyone who's listening to these words. And we can that's the neat thing about being human. We can. We've gone to the moon. We will go to Mars, very possibly in my lifetime. We can change ourselves. We can do this. Okay, that's that. Now, we are in the middle of a, uh, well, what was it? a social crisis. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, <laughs> it's due to thunk that there might be a story that uh, could actually be as big as the social crisis, at least in the, in, in, in the search marketing world, a story as big as the social crisis and as, 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 as big as uh, COVID. Um, well, again, we live in a very small, narrow world. Um, 
SEM Rush, some Rush, say it ain't so. Um, I had the, you know, I, I had the, I had a headline here: the new Mueller inquiry. <laughs> um, so, Dave, uh, you actually had the screen open. You were reading to me from before before we get to air. What 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 what, what, else, what they have up there right now? Do you yeah. want to one? Uh, yeah, it's, I, I remember when I, when I first saw it, um, and, and I was, I didn't call them out. Like, this is just one of those, like, you don't talk about fight club kind of moments for me. Um, I was like, oh, but at, at the same time, it was yep. a little, a little bit of a cringe to, to, to see it um, on their site. And for folks wondering what's, what's going on. Um, and, and they're just getting raked across the coals for this one. And Alan uh, Blyweiss was the first person that I saw mentioning it. Um, but, you know, now you've sent me a link to uh, to John over on Twitter. Uh, basically, um, they have posted up, uh, this they being SEM Rush, um, have posted up a page. Um, and it, it's really, really clear that, you're posting the the link that you want, like the URL you want to link to and the anchor text. That's all you have to give them. And then ma- magically a blog post appears somewhere, right? Like with, with, with this anchor text, it, it, it's very, very clear uh, what you're purchasing there, right? And like you're purchasing. That. That's, that's the key word here is you're purchasing. You're, you're purchasing, you're purchasing a, a link. There's no editorial. There's no PR. There, there's no, you know, you, you can make some decent arguments in a few other cases that are, that are pretty bored. Like we've all seen them, right? Like they're, they're pretty borderline, um, you know, into the gray and, you know, moving into the, is this a paid link? Is it not where it's like, okay, but you're, you're putting in the work you're providing, um, you know, the, the, the content you're providing the, the value. And, and we've all done that, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed to Harrow and I'll often like take the time to provide some feedback for something, um, in hopes of getting a link, right? Like an I mm-hmm. view time is money, right? Like, so basically I'm taking something that I, I assign a monetary value to and I'm giving it away um, in hopes of getting a link. So, we, you know, there's there's some borderline cases, um, but then I think we can all agree sort of, okay, that skates under the radar. But when you go, okay, you give me your, the, the anchor text you want to link to and, and then give me the, the, the URL you want to link to and, and then give me some money, and I will make sure that this exists and you don't have to worry about the context of what's talking around it. It's very clear. You're not purchasing PR. You're not purchasing anything other than a link. Um, and, and SEM rush got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. I'm so really quite surprised somebody over there didn't catch that faster and go, you know, that's a bad idea. Um, they're launching into a lot of unique things right now. They're doing a lot of great things over there. Like I'm just yeah. I'm really impressed with some of the stuff they're doing. Um, and this was just, they, they took it too far. They're, they're, I, I can see in the rest of their tool set and some of the evolutions of things that they're trying to grow to cover a lot of ground and do a lot of things. And they're actually managing to pull off doing a lot of things really, really well. Um, but there are certain areas that just shouldn't be done. <laughs> so don't try and do those ones and be that marketplace, right? Like they've added content development. You can get that done there, right? And like doing totally get it. Absolutely makes perfect sense. If I want somebody to like write a blog post for my blog and I'm willing to pay them to absolutely no problem. But you, you cross that line and somebody there should have, should have seen that one. They wanted to be all things, but didn't stop and think, should we? And, and I think that was their big, big problem. No, they shouldn't. 
that service shouldn't exist. Now, so <laughs> covering this story is um, well, it's it's not hard because it's what we're supposed to do. This is our job. It's our role in the industry. But then, and in one sense, it's a very bitter. It's it's a, a hard thing to cover because SEM Rush is stepping up and doing so much in the industry right now. Some of the best information sessions that have been happening in the last 12 weeks in lockdown, mm-hmm. who's behind them? That's, that's the SEM Rush team. Um, what was it? Five hours of, uh, of EAT. Um, five hours of content optimization. Um, those, those were both. That's 10 hours of great content from the SEM Rush teams. But this is happening. This is ha- this, this happened. SEM Rush uh, and when you're at SEO, the whole the, the, the whole process is is running really close to the line. The whole yeah. time you're you're running you're 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 running close to keel, and uh, SEM Rush sort of jumped over that slide here, and uh, that they did serious repercussions. It's it's interesting because the tweet that I saw that that you had sent through that John's responding to, I thought, okay, if they'd stuck with that, they kind of. They were riding that line, but I, but I think they, they would have had plausible <laughs> deniability. <laughs> right? Like when you look at it, it's like a thousand words and the traffic of the site is this. Okay, smart. Right? Like, but then when you go through to the order, all you need is a URL and anchor. And I'm like, okay, now, now you've just you've taken plausible deniability off the table. Right? Like, and, and so when, when, when you, but here's, here's the thing when you want to say, I didn't do nothing wrong, the first thing you do is don't make it look like you did something wrong. Well, that's a handy route to go. Yeah. So, uh, some rushed. It's a pro tip from from somebody who's been known to be a scoundrel sometimes in his life. Trust me on this one. Um, <laughs> don't delete things that make you look bad because that makes you look worse. Because this is the internet, and people don't forget. <laughs> like the internet doesn't forget. Um, when uh, John Mueller saw the saw, saw an exchange between. Uh, an SEM Rush customer and some Rush and uh, 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 piped in saying, "Hey, yo, this is like purchase links. This is a, 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 an artificial blog network." Um, and so, some Rush first thing they did was delete the tweet from their feed, as if Twitter didn't exist in a gajillion other places right just over there. <laughs> like, okay, and it took them a while to get around to pausing. And I'm, I'm quoting straight off of, uh, off a tweet they sent out uh, early this morning. We are pausing the test of our guest blog editorial slash placement service, which will require more time to implement given the volume of orders received and our commitment of excellence. The service is about content development and editorial coordination. We do not pay publishers for placed articles and not selling links. And there's an OK, got it button you can click to make the message go away. <laughs> um and again, I just have to just say, if you're caught doing something kind of you know shady, don't make it look shadier. That's just uh, uh, just a, a law to scoundrelism. Yeah, you know what? And I I I I feel you know what? Because I'm a marketer, right? And like I I, I watch this stuff all the time. Um, and you know, you do, I do, we all know people over at these companies, right? And I'm just like, oh, I feel sorry for, cause I know the person that has to deal with the fallout 
Yeah. Because I've watched this. I've watched Social Media Manager. Right? Like, I, I'm married to one who, who does it for, for companies. And I watch it and go, oh, and I know who has to take the flack here. Right? Like, I know who's bearing the brunt of, of what's going on. And this was like a call made by other people. So as SEOs, folks, if you're going to like rant on stuff, hopefully try and remember that the person that you're ranting to, and this goes oh, with, yeah. with this person or any company you're ranting to on social media, the person you're probably ranting to isn't the person that made the decision. And, and there's a lot of really, really great people over there. They made a misstep. Who among us has not made a stupid decision with our companies, right? Like all of us, all of us had, they made a big one. Jim, you're totally right. They should not have, they should have handled it differently. Yep. I, I got to say they're probably under stress. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in dealing with this and like, cause I can imagine there's like the person passing the message and they're taking flack from up above and the tech team doesn't know what to do it. Right. Like you got like a bunch of moving parts going on. I, I, I feel sorry for them, but it, it should, I, I hope, I hope they come out with a better sort of message and go, yeah, that was dumb. Right. Like just, just call a space fade, bad call. We shouldn't have done it. <laughs> what, was it what was it? Six months ago. We had old gone. One of their, one of their spokespersons. Yeah. And it was that was a, that was a, a great, challenging, fun conversation. Like um, Olga is an extraordinary PR person. That was a great interview. And then and, and and seriously, she knows she knows what she's doing when she's being interviewed. That was that was oh, yeah. so that, that was, was so much fun. Um, you were on you were on with uh, with with Andy Bernard just like like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So we did like like. If if, if if you're on the phone with that, with some rush or you're 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 complaining to them via social, remember these are our colleagues and our friends. And yeah, like like Dave said, they 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 stepped in, they screwed up, they made a mistake, they uh they overstepped in a, in a significant way. But again, these are our friends and colleagues. Like you got a beef with them, you got a right to have a beef, but um, be cool. Yeah. Well, indeed, and something you know what? Since we're on this on this sort of tangent, something I, I try and remember whenever I'm dealing with companies and, and like the social media people at companies, which happens a lot, right? Like, I, I I fall prey to it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like rant on you know against this airline on Twitter or something, and it's like, yeah, that person answering the question, they're going to be following a very specific set of guidelines, right? Like, even if you are ranting, even if you are like dealing with a human, that human may or may not actually, they may want to help you and be unable, right? Like they may mm -hmm. agree with you and this is their job. That That's not what they're going to, to say, right? They didn't create the problem. They're here to fix it. So you're, you're right. And and let's all, like, I, I'm not even just talking about SEM rush here. Like I, I'm feeling sorry for, for social media people who have to deal with this flack all the time. So, uh, and they have to deal with people like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially after, after the, after the, uh, three months that we've had in the last two weeks, the last 10 days that uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in major American cities. Uh, be kind. Be kind. Because, yeah, yeah um, people are hurting and they're stressed. And again, I want to reiterate, if you're talking to the folks at SEMrush, you're talking to your colleagues. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, is, this is a hard enough game right now without, without hurting each other too badly, eh? Okay, where do we go next? We got we got a couple minutes before we got to take a break. Um, uh, 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 it's funny, almost any story we touch on will have has these huge implications. We can talk on. Yeah, hours. I know. I'm sort of like looking through the stories. So I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, those are uh, those are all rabbit holes. Well, you know what? Maybe we should just jump to a commercial uh, like yeah, a couple minutes that. ahead of time, and then we can like just totally fall down those rabbit holes. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so friends, you are listening to Web College on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the fourth uh, of June, twenty twenty, week twelve of uh, COVID lockdown. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk from Beanstalk Internet Markings, is Jim Hedger from Joey's Media. Stick around, Web College. We've got a lot more coming up after these messages. Well, yeah, we see we gave him lots of warning and everything. <laughs> um, Stay tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 4th of June 2020. It's Jim Hedger from the Jolly Speedy and Dave Davies from Inside Internet Marketing. And apologies to the studio. I am so sorry. We snuck a break in there on you a couple seconds early. The reason we had to do that is um, we got stuff to cover, and it's going to take um, moments, at least, to cover any one of these things. Let's stick with the uh, topic that is uh, so front of mind because it's right there on our streets, uh, the, dis- the disturbances that have been happening in uh, across America. Um, there has been a good deal of purposeful misinformation being published on Facebook about um, about the, the, the situations on the streets or about the um, administration's reaction to it. Now, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, has been using social media as um, uh, almost like a replacement for the um, traditional American free press. Instead of communicating with the public via the media, he, the president has been communicating with the public via social media. And 
not everything politicians say is true. That's the case for virtually every politician, no matter who that politician is. But in the case of Donald Trump, that truism seems to be particularly true. Not everything President Trump says is true. In fact, quite frequently, his statements, his accusations are in fact admissions of guilt himself, but he's just throwing the stuff at somebody else. And he's been using social media to do exactly that. Now, watching how the social various social media have dealt with the administration purposefully misleading the American public is a study in, um, I guess, in interpretations of the First Amendment and uh, and feelings of responsibility to um, the concept of free speech. In one case, the Twitter empire, God, it's like covering a sports match, I swear. In one case, Twitter is um, has taken a very hard line. Um, they will not let misstatements, especially statements that promote violence or promote racism, they're not going to let them stand any longer and they're going to flag them. And they did that a number of times. And in, in fact, they started doing that last week and it was a subject of, of conversation on this very show last week. Facebook, on the other hand, has taken pretty much the exact opposite stance and is not in any way flagging the, uh, the president's posts it, when, when they are misleading. And that has angered a bunch of current and former Facebook employees. And, uh, well, first we'll start off with, with the former employees. Uh, former Facebook employees have launched a uh, campaign to try to reach Zuckerberg, including taking an ad in the New York Times today, um, explaining their position and why they feel uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg's decision to allow the president to use Facebook as a platform in ways that the other social media platforms won't let him go. Um, and uh, so yesterday, Zuckerberg has a conversation with, um, with, with Facebook employees, and he didn't um, hit the right notes with many employees. And so the entire transcript of the uh, conversation got leaked. Vox has published it. There's so much to go through and so much to unpack. I'm, we're not able to on this show. We're not going to be able to. But it does give a really good overall uh, overview of uh, Facebook's policies about state violence, what Facebook is going to do moving forward, where Mark Zuckerberg is coming from. And most importantly, that Zuckerberg himself is not settled on, um, on his response and appears open to uh, appears open to suggestion. Now, Dave, this is, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I just took a whole bunch of time and I basically lined you up to give an opinion and you shouldn't, ha you should not have to. So I want to give you an out. If you feel you got to give an opinion here, please, you don't got like, because this sucks, eh? I mean, you, you, you know, say? you know me well enough. I, I have, I have an opinion on. If, 
virtually every it, subject. <laughs> go for it. Um, and, and I mean, I, you know what? I'm going to be full disclosure um, to, to folks listening. I have not had a chance to, to read the full, the full document. I, I've gone through bits and pieces of it, and I understand the gist of, of what's been said. And I have, well, of course, just listened to you and, and Savaya, but I have not had a chance um, to read from top to bottom. A little light reading. It's a long one, right? Like as, <laughs> as you pointed out, right? But it, it will make my list. Actually, I'm, I'm thinking already from from what I've I've read of it um, of doing a blog post, sort of highlighting, right, for, for people like me, right, sort of highlighting things anyway. So oh, please do. Um, this should get out there. What um, I, I understand the tough spot um, that people are in, and there's actually some interesting points that are brought up by Facebook employees against Zuckerberg. I do understand. Uh, the the difficult decision, um, and I also understand the bias that I that I bring to to this, right? The, the, and you know you know my bias, and I mean I'm mm-hmm. sure most of our listeners, I, I try and keep politics for the most part out, but this isn't the time for that. Um, you know, I mean my, my my bias tends to to be a little. I consider myself pretty centralist by by global standpoints, but in in the context of this conversation, I'm probably p- pretty left. Um, you know, in, in in the way that I, I lean on on civil rights and things like that. So, I mean, when when we hit um, scenarios like this, my bias is based on I, I'm constantly hearing you are too. Twitter's getting flack for it, and you, you get this like, well, on the left, and they're they're pulling out. You know, the, the liberals are like biasing media and, and pulling out and they control all the media. And, you know, my instinct is to just go, yeah, this is capitalism. If they were the smart people who bought all the like platforms, that's your problem. Build your own platform and capitalism will win, right? Like just, you know, buck up and, and, and that's the way of things. That's, that's my instinctive sort of thought process. But at the same time, as a capitalist, um, you know, and I'm a marketer, the belly of the beast of capitalism, and I do really like capitalism. Um, you know, when we're actually looking at the, the scenario that people are in right now, we have to consider the fact that legally, and this is like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's ethical and then, and then there's legal and there, there are responsibilities being placed on Mark Zuckerberg, um, that I think are unique in that Mark has a legal, we're, we're good buddies. So I'm just going to call him. Mark. <laughs> um, Mark has a legal responsibility to his shareholders, a legal, right? Like that, that is to maximize profits for Facebook. That, that is a legal responsibility he has. And then there is an ethical responsibility that I'm sure he feels to do right in the world. Right. I, I don't, I don't think. He's well, I, hold up before, before we go further, does, wouldn't Dorsey have the same responsibility at Twitter? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, um, and 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 like again, you 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 you're not suggesting that the legal fiduciary responsibility. If you if you produce a machine that pays a dollar every time the president tells a lie to shareholders, it gives every shareholder a dollar every time the president lies. You're not trying to say that you have a responsibility to ramp that machine up to give the shareholders more money and make the president lie even more, are you? No, and and fortunately there are catch-alls in that system that would protect against that, right? I mean, heck, there's just lawsuits, right? Like, that well, you would be protected, right? Like, you would reasonably be going, we can't do that. So there are built-in thresholds, right? Which is great. I mean, heck, we should have had this conversation last week because we had a lawyer on who I'm sure could talk about this Indeed. a lot more eloquently than I am, right? And this this might oh, be... Oh, by, a- the way, by the way, I just want to remind you, the lawyer was on because the president was freaking out and trying to find ways to punish the various social media we're talking about because... They were saying you can't lie. Yeah. 
Well, and, and, and this is like, in my world, there aren't alternative facts, right? Like there are just facts, right? Like something is or is not a fact, yeah. right? So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to allow for like, you can call an opinion fact. You, you, you can't. You can't. Right? Like it's, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, you can call it an can opinion. can quote facts. Opinions that can easily quote facts, but they themselves are not facts. They are not facts. So if you are listing something that is known to not be a fact and 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 actually known to contradict fact, then you need to be called out on it. I don't care who you are. There's right left. I mean, I've I've seen like just BS being thrown out on both sides, and I don't like either one of it. One of those happens to be in power, though, <laughs> and that's the conversation that we're having right now, right? Like it leads to what responsibility do do they have right and and where does opinion you know turn into back um i do i i am thankful for for these sort of catch-alls i naturally you know going going sort of back to my leanings i naturally don't necessarily like what i what i see going on basically i like i like twitter's stance on things and it is pretty agnostic like like it or politically agnostic i'm referring to yeah. right like like it or not it just is like they're not removing anything they're just going you know we think this is false well you know what fox news covers biden and you know what i hear them do i hear them go yeah we covered that i think it's false and i shouldn't say i mean it's just I, I may not care personally for Fox News. That's not a you know. That's no, but you've seen you opinion. have seen them cover yeah. news in that way. They they cover news in that way, and that is entirely. I I do not think they should be forced to not. I think this is that is their right as their network to go. Yeah, and we think Biden's full of crap. I may disagree, right? But then I will just watch a different station, right? Or I will read. I mean, I lean to routers because it's the most neutral that I found. <laughs> so so I go I go to that one, but. Um, you know, so I, I do like Twitter's take. I don't really like Mark's take on things. Again, we're good buddies, so I can call him Mark, and he knows I don't like it, uh, like his, his take on stuff. But at the same time, I do understand the challenges that he is probably facing in the fiduciary responsibilities of, of things, that these are our legal obligations, and the court cases should be coming at him if he did end up hindering things. Now, it may not be as evolved as 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 I am thinking it is there. I don't know what his de- – they'll have a lot more information about their demographics than I have and, like, what's going to oh, happen if they do here, things. Here's the whole thing. I, I don't think any of that can matter. I, I I don't care about how much money he's making every time somebody clicks something outrageous for, uh, 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 Trump says. it Because Trump is saying things that put people's lives in danger. You know, there's a – there is a test of free speech that 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 that, that phrases um, yelling fire in a crowded movie theater. Yes. Well, it's almost like the president has been yelling start a fire in a very combustible environment. And um, he can say whatever he wants. Not only is he a free citizen of the United States of America, he's also the president of the United States of America. But the media in which he is using to say this does have a right, and I would suggest has the responsibility to fact check and to make the facts available to the audience to whom, to whom the president is, is addressing. And that's that balances it out. The president retains the right to free speech no one's stopping the president from saying the sky is purple right 
and that you need to take razor blades and slice your aorta to cure yourself of COVID. No one is stopping the president from saying that. But Facebook has a responsibility to say, if you take a razor blade and slice your aorta, you will probably die. The die, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I I get your take, and there is no this is this is one of those where I'm going. There is no fact that I have. There 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 will be again. It'd be awesome to have a lawyer on right now who could go. No, Dave, you're you're full of crap because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> like I can tell you um, straight up, don't cut your aorta with a razor blade. Well, don't yes, on, on the on the medical Bad medical idea. standpoint, I'm not a doctor, but I'll, I'll, I'll you know what I'll, I'll trust you, Jim. You, you seem to be more an authority than I am. One. On this one, I uh, don't. Play, <laughs> you clearly played, have a stronger. I played with razor blades. Oh, <laughs> with them. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely. I, I naturally do sort of feel um, for people placed in that spot. But end of days, I, I would like to think in his spot, I would do what's just ethically right and and find a way to make that work. If there are the legal issues that may be faced that I don't know about. And and I look at you, you bring up a good point of, you know, Twitter and Facebook would face the same backlash, but their audiences are going to be different. So what would that do to them economically? I, I don't really know. Who owns Snapchat? I'm not, honestly, this is an honest question. Like, yeah, I could go look it up, but I'm not sure myself. I'm not, does Snapchat own themselves or are they owned by, by Facebook? Anyway, Snapchat came out. Uh, earlier today and said there was absolutely no way they were going to promote Trump's tweets in their discovery tab. They'll still, you know, Trump will still put his information out and Snapchat will still allow their network to be used to push that information out to whatever audience reads it, but it ain't going in their discovery tab in their, in their featured uh, content section. Um, and that of course brought a uh, accusation of stifling democracy and electoral um, interference from the White House this morning. Anyway, that's that's up. That's all the stuff is going on in the environment we call home. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure. You know what? I'm pretty sure we're done with politics. One yep. more, one more piece because right. this is important to everybody who works the search marketing industry. Lego. Tell me. Of all the toys you have in your house, and I know you, I know you guys got board games, you got toys, you got. Tell me that the Lego isn't among the most important stuff. Big, big bin of it. Yep. I know. Eh? <laughs> it's so much fun. So everyone loves Lego. Everyone loves the Lego movies. Everyone just lets, you just get happy thinking about Lego until you step on. Um, Lego in uh, relation in, in in its statement around Black Lives Matter and around um, the specter of police brutality against persons of color in uh, the United States and around the world, has decided that it's going to pull all of its advertising for police-related toys and donate $4 million to fight racism and and inequality. Um, But that it's it's decided to pull back on um, glorifying policing until police departments come to terms with overzealous application of, of force in interaction with the public. Or, okay, let's just say it straight up, with, a, with the racist killing of people when interacting with the public. Um, 
to see Lego take a sin like that and a whole bunch of other companies. I, um, I've incidentally recorded or uh, have copied statements from uh, companies like uh, SEO Clarity. Um, their, uh, their, 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 their CEO, um, Mattel Gandhi, wrote this beautiful, beautiful uh, statement on diversity and on how tech is global inclusive. Um, uh, Sarah Bird, CEO of Moz, uh, it's simply not enough to do no harm or not be racist. We have to uh, create a just world that requires us to be loudly and unceasingly anti-racist. That's Sarah Bird, CEO of, uh, of Moz. There's been a bunch of great statements that have come out of the industry. Um, a bunch of heartwarming and affirming statements coming out of the industry. I, uh, and I believe everyone who's made them. Absolutely believe everyone who's made them. And I challenge everyone who's made them to make them true, make them so, stand, uh, make them happen. And the thing with Lego, I mean, like, that's just, that's going to cover because I like saying, just saying the word Lego puts a smile on my face. Like, yeah. I can see the video, Dave, you're smiling. Just hearing the word Lego puts a smile on yeah. your face. Okay, now I got to put a smile on Darren's face. You know what I did to Darren earlier today? Got him in chat, eh? and I'm like, just, just to screw with him. I'm like, Darren, you know what's going on in the world? Eh? And I showed him some of the stories we're covering. So I just, I just left. Uh, do we got a lawyer? It's the thing I left for him, and I haven't replied to him since. <laughs> so I figure I owe him this, okay? All right. Friends, we got to take a commercial break here on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davis from VSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on the WMR-FM podcast network. Stick around. we got more content coming up after this. the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training, a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the fourth uh, of June, twenty twenty. It's Jim Hedger from Always Media. Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, and uh, I guess we're going to dedicate the rest of the show to actual SEO stuff. Um, Dave, have you seen the uh, new Bing Webmaster Link tool? 
Yeah, I am literally in it right now. Like I actually had it up on one of my other. All right, other on. what do you think? Doing some, doing some like looking around. I like it. Like obviously, I, I like it. There's there's always some shortcomings in any data, which is it's data, right? Like mm-hmm. you just got to base stuff on on crawlers. Um, and in, in some elements, I still prefer for single domain stuff. I, I prefer the way that um, Google treats them. Um, treats treats links for example bing isn't great for you took this domain you moved it over here those links should actually still be counted in the new location sort of sort of side of things are not awesome for that um but that is an aside that's just uh you know my personal like the way they they handle things um but i i like it like it just gives you like a nice ability to just go okay let's look at like some of the source it's actually a little too much information as far as i'm concerned um well, but it's, it, not, it's not majestic it's not giving you the depth of information say majestic will no, 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 uh, no. That, that's that's very true. But their crawlers are much more um, robust, <laughs> right? Like their their crawlers are better than Majestic's. That's fair. No Microsoft, majestic not Majestic, yeah, right? Like Majestic has fine crawlers. Ahrefs fine crawlers, right? Like I mean, these these link tools do a fantastic job. But Microsoft has more money. <laughs> like, and, that's and, just the way of it. And incident, you can you can get you can get the same information out of. Uh, Form out of a search console as as you can get in this new uh, Bing Webmaster Tools link report, but Bing puts it all in one place and makes it way yeah. easier to get together. Yeah, and that's that's what I love. Like it just it's like oh okay, here's a side by side, you know, and you can order them by your domains and see where the overlap is. Again, stuff that we've already had access to right through other tools. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a great example. Um, I just like to like sort of go, here's a couple tools that do kind of the same thing. So I'm not favoring one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and does basically the, the, the same kind of thing where you can like look at the overlaps and stuff. And, and in fact, they do it better. Right. But that's not what this report is built to do. It's built to give you like an idea for a lay person, not an SEO, right? Like mm-hmm. SEOs have tools already to do this stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, I obviously like it. Right? Like I, I like data. And what I like about this too, is that it does put, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Big webmaster tools is awesome. And it is the unsung hero of tools and especially Absolutely. among small business owners, right? Like this is a free tool that gives you lots and lots of information that as an SEO, yeah, I can get some of it from other tools, but I still go to Bing webmaster tools because it does provide some great data. Um, and to me, this is like a nice free, like we're talking about paid tools, but site owners can just get access to this for free. And they don't get that data, right, from like Majestic. <laughs> so this might sound nice. dumb and petty for me. The stuff for me that makes, that makes a tool successful in my eyes, does it save me the microseconds it takes to alt tab between screens <laughs> to go, or to look over from one screen to the other screen? Yeah. If, if you put it all in one place, and save me the trouble of having to look here, look there, look here, look there, and then compile that information that you've won. You, you, you've probably, if you save me microseconds, you save me hours over time. And that, I, I, I love the way Microsoft is dealing with um, ordering information. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And it's funny. Like I'm, I'm actually just, Oh, like, and I can click here and, and go through and like just the way, yeah, their, their, their UX is like, or the UI, I guess is a better way to word it is 
so much faster. Like seriously, and instead of having to open this tab, then then open this, and then open that, and now you've got the answer that Microsoft gave you on one screen. Like, yeah. Okay, what else do we got here? Um, You know, but before we dive in, I just want to remind people: while you're all rushing over to try this tool that we're talking about, for (laughs) goodness' sake, look at the left nav and start to work your way through the other stuff that's over there. So many people just don't even think of Bing Webmaster Tools, and they should. It is awesome. It is superior to Search Console, in my opinion, from the data it gives you. Not, we all need Search Console. It's Google. That's the behemoth, right? But when you just want site health data, I do find that the Bing Webmaster Tools just provides insights that you just can't get um, from Search Console. Absolutely agreed. Um, so uh, 62% of uh, SEOs agree that um the may google may 2020 core update sucked <laughs> i'm uh, i'm paraphrasing um i think uh barry used a slightly longer word word stank um but i'm going with sucked um barry barry schwartz put out a uh, a poll on the 26th of uh may he got 1313 votes so it's a fairly representative poll, I would suggest. Question, did Google's May 2020 core update have a positive or negative impact on overall search quality? Positive, 19%. Negative, uh, 62.5%. Same, no quality change whatsoever, 18.6%. So more people felt it had an effect one way or another than felt that nothing happened. And the vast majority felt it was negative. Interesting, uh, interesting what, what I am taking from that data, and it's interesting because there's this you know, you need to interpret data, and so I'm just going to round those numbers just for, for, for easier math. Um, but I'm going to take that 19 and I'm going to turn it into 20 because then sure. I can take that 62.5 and turn it into 60. <clears throat> and so, what I am taking from that is people who are negatively impacted by an update are three times more likely to be vocal. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> what I take from that that piece of data. It's a zero sum, right? And we all love to pat ourselves on the back and we see things go up. I looked, a lot of our clients did well um, or, or just sort of skated through. And so my interpretation of that update is, as a global truth, the search results must be better. That, that's my bias based on the fact that I like when my clients are doing well, right? Like yeah. it, it has nothing to do with, you know, what I, what I might see. And in fact, I, I had posted very recently, speaking of SEM rush, uh, an SEM rush article um, ranking really, really well. And I had looked up um, corporation schema and on Bing, they Boom. had the, the schema ranking number one um, on Google. They had an SEM rush post written by Jason Bernard, fantastic post. I read it ages ago. Great post, but clearly not what I was like. I'm looking up corporation schema. I'm not looking up an article on thing. Schema should rank number one. <laughs> like then should come in, you know, maybe opinion pieces. I so, um, you know, I just list that as an example of maybe Google's still not hitting the nail on the head, but my interpretation is that it's great because I saw a bunch of little green arrows pointing up on ranking reports, right? So I, I do well, suspect a lot of that is just the bias of people complain. One thing I was going to note, and again, this is preliminary. Um, this is just being said because Dave said something that lit a light bulb in my head. <laughs> so, like, audience, when you hear this, like, it's just, you know, 
this is what SEOs do. We have theories, we put them out there and we'll, we see what happens when, when other people test them. But like sites that I've been tracking that have made good use of schema are doing better after this than regular sites and uh, 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 some, some, some of the more run-of-the-mill websites, some of the more run-of-the-mill uh, WordPress sites. Um, I'm seeing results, good results from the last update as well, but I'm seeing weirder results. It's not straight uh, page, like, like, like text page results. I'm seeing different types of media being surfaced higher in the search results. Um, images, particularly. I, I did notice a fluctuation on certain feature changes, and it's interesting because a, a number of weeks, probably about a month ago, um, I actually added in a few clients um, of a competitor, right? Like a, a search competitor. I don't really mm -hmm. think of them as a direct, you know, service-based competitor, but where I just, I respected what they were doing, and I'm like, okay, I need to monitor this. Um, and their clients... Are, and I'm going to wait for more data, and I'm, I'm happy to sort of talk about them and pull one of their, their folks on. Um, but their clients are doing well through this, and it actually ties in. You made me think of that. It actually ties into what you're saying, and that could be why there's an interpretation of, and it could actually be a fact, of a reduction in the value of, of search is if they are putting more weight on the technical SEO, mm -hmm, that, that, that can be a problem. I, I do lean pretty heavily on technical stuff, like schema and entity mm -hmm. information and that sort of thing. So yeah, logically I would, I would like this and I would look at like the search results and go, mm -hmm. and my queries tend to rely on that sort of information. I go, what entities would be on a paper? <laughs> like I just search that way. So like, seriously, I, I, in, the, in the next week, just keep, keep, keep your mind open to that idea and see what you see, what, see what you think as you go along. I'd be, I'd be interested in your, in, 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 in hearing what you think next week. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll report back on that with that. Because uh, how that do those mind. objects? How do those objects surface? How does Google know to grab this, 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 and this to meet this query? Yeah. How do they know it's on? How do they know it's there? Because you're informing them through schema. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially, I, I, I saw this smart-ass comment in, in, in one of the after after uh, Rusty Bricks or after uh, Barry's poll. The twenty percent of people who think that the search results are better are all Pinterest employees. <laughs> Pinterest is doing good. <laughs> um, okay, we got we got three minutes to go. Um, what do you got? Do you have any any story that just has to get out there? Um, I mean, that, that have to. But one uh, one of the things that I, I should note and pay attention it, it is locking into exactly what you're talking about here. Um, we are seeing a bunch of different featured snippet changes. <laughs> um, Right, and they're, and they're all tying to this. And after the update, I did notice, and it's funny, I, I'd never mentioned it before, but um, the, the the tools that I use for ranking reports are also tracking, of course, um, which for, um, SERP features exist. And I had seen a, a bunch of big changes there. Um, and we are seeing a bunch of launch outs right now on what, uh, oh, sorry. Um, on which features, the way they're they're laying out, things like that, where they're jumping to different points on a page, something we'd only seen to AMP, right? Like they're now jumping people further down pages. I'm seeing some mm -hmm. odd things in URLs, um, URL structures um, built into the links that I, I haven't actually figured out. So I'll, I'll keep looking into that and, and report back next week. But the actual URL structure that they're linking within sites is, is changing a little bit, which is weird. Um, but yeah, cl clearly at, at the end of the day, 
if you're a site owner or, or an SEO, one of the things that I'm going to be watching really, really closely right now, based on a few things that they're doing in the, in the sort of featured snippets and, and sort of feature spaces, pay attention because there's, there's opportunities that are about to change there. And we've yeah. talked about this before in our show is the opportunities are going to be different. It's, it makes sense. It's what they want that this update changed how they read things like schema as we were talking about, right? Like that's a, that's a great sort of lock in. And that sure explains why a lot of what we're seeing when is the technical side and the entity part is there. That's what these sort of features are going to be sort of catering to. It makes sense that they're adjusting them now. Um, and so I, they, clearly they're going to push stronger into that stronger into voice um, and, and pay attention because there's going to be opportunities there to rank without having to push yourself up into the top three blue links. Now, again, uh, home listeners or, or people, people listening uh, in the audience, they're like, don't screw with stuff just because we told you we told you to <laughs> screw with stuff because you think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's our warning. That's our, our, our <laughs> note of caution to you. Don't screw with it because we said to screw with it because it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that way you can't blame us that's um, exactly right okay you know what we've got full block it is top of the hour so uh we're about to get the the the, the gotta go music so it's been you know what i'm glad we were able to i'm glad we were able to end the show on a, a higher note than we went into it with because it's been a brutal brutal week and it's going to be a continual continual brutal week so friends stay safe stay smart Consume information and share information responsibly. Double check stuff before you share it on Twitter or on Facebook. And uh, stay healthy. Uh, uh, Wear a face mask. Don't touch your face. Rank well. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Wow. Any rebroadcast yeah. or redistribution okay, without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.